My name's Jim and I'm addicted to espresso <laughs> caffeine shots. <laughs> So this is going to be um, episode four of the podcast, so welcome. We're out here on, we're doing the Murrayways cycle route. There's a bit of a crew of us, so we're just going to do some introductions. I'm John Davidson, editor of Activate Doors, and first we have... My name's Jim Sutherland from Granton on Spey. Uh, I live there with my wife and three kids, and this is the third or fourth time I've done the Murray Trail with friends. And this is one of those three kids? Uh, I'm Johan living right on Spay. What's brought you out on the on the ride today? What made you want to come along? Uh, a free bike ride. Can't argue with that. <laughs> uh, I'm Sarah, uh, living in Granton on Spay, originally from Essex. First time to cycle the Murray Trail, loving it. And finally? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Laura, I live in Aviemore and I've come back to cycle this again in the better weather and it's not dark. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bonus. So, uh, so yes, we will be setting off <laughs> very shortly, and then uh, yeah, let's see how we get on. Right, nice one. Have an amazing ice ice cream. Cheers up. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the climb over the hill. Okay, Jim, you're, you were going to tell us what this is all about. What, what are we all doing out here? <laughs> you will be able to edit it, won't you? It depends what you say. <laughs> I can't promise anything. No, it's like, just because I've, I've been kind of vague what it's all for, but I just think it would be amazing if we... Like, we've started off doing this because we're all mates and we all know one another, but... You know, with Sarah and Yoan working at the bakery, we'd hoped that Al and Kirsten were going to come too. Because I just think it's incredible what they've done in the last year or so, having to shut down an amazing business. I just think what would be really cool is if next year we asked a few more people. You know, there's keen people like Yoan knows who would try and do it in a day easily, but doing it this way as well, it's so much fun and it's pretty pretty achievable by everyone. But I just think it would be a really nice sort of celebration in memory of, of what they've done. Can you explain a bit more about what they've, uh, what they've done over the last year? Well, I probably think Sarah would be better placed to to talk about that. Kirsten ran this incredible, successful business, the Mountain Cafe, for 16 years, I think. Um, well, famous around the whole, certainly the UK and probably the world, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously, COVID came along. She shut the cafe. Didn't know if she'd ever be able to open it again. Um, within about six weeks of the whole country being in lockdown I get this little knock on my door Sarah I've got a business plan <laughs> and she started baking from her home um, bread cakes millionaire shortbread and um, just selling it from the front door and it just went absolutely mad and we, had, we were posting millionaire shortbread the length and breadth of the country 
we were making trays and trays and trays. We one evening it was like nine o'clock at night, and we were packaging it all up to post out. And the demand was incredible. Um, and I think that just kind of sparked the seed in Kirsten for like this is this is how I can save my business. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because Mountain Cafe was so popular, with everybody yeah, knew it, didn't they? And what was amazing, you really saw that from the response to when people realised that that you could get this stuff in the post, you know, this iconic Mountain Cafe millionaire shortbread. <clears throat> everybody wanted it, and I think it was a thing that got some people through lockdown. We got messages all the time saying, you know. <laughs> this is what's keeping me going like there's knowing I've got these treats in the post um, and then Kirsten realized pretty early on I think that it wasn't going to be realistic to reopen the cafe just because of everything that was happening but not knowing if there were going to be more restrictions things would open up and then shut down again and uh, I think she'd always had a dream to kind of do something more like what she's doing now and it's funny isn't it how things sometimes adversity opens up that opportunity and she's now she she, she she's got an industrial unit um, which she has absolutely transformed from an empty shell to this really cool kind of bakery coffee stop outside seating now she's <laughs> she's got a decking area on the go it's like you literally watch it expand yeah. and taking on more staff and growing the business again um, and it's literally like it sounds a cliche but you know it is like the phoenix rising from the ashes it's literally yeah. it was destroyed and now it's just and we've just getting we've just had our i think our busiest week ever um and i can see it's only going one way <laughs> it's gonna get busier and, busier. and is, it, is that just word of mouth that's getting it there because obviously it's up on the kind of industrial estate people are not kind of walking past yeah, it yeah i think way, it's just loads of people who knew the mountain cafe would come up on holiday and that was their yeah. place and they've now found because she's amazing on social media she's really really on that yeah. so i think that's got a big following yeah. um yeah and uh yeah it's just it's just a yeah really really successful yeah, yeah some some turnaround and you you want to do this kind of bike ride as an annual thing just to kind of mark or you wanted Al to come along and Al was with us for a bit this morning as well. Yeah, it's the sort of thing Al, um, Al would have liked to have done this weekend, but obviously, you know, family stuff came up. But there was a really cool project Al was working on with the Nash in Botergarten and Fiona Johnston across in Inverness. And, and what they had set up was there was a pool of e-bikes that were available for a people who were battling against cancer or had relatives who were doing so yeah. and Al had this vision that this was something that could be developed because um, obviously that's what he's fighting just now and the, the whole e-bike thing he, it's turned his mm -hmm. whole health and well-being around because yeah. he realised he wasn't going to be strong enough to keep riding a regular bike forever. Yeah, he, he said he would. He said he wished he'd got an e-bike sooner. Ah, he said that to me this morning. He said he should have done it nine months earlier. And he would have, you know, got more more time out and about on the bike. But he's inspired other folk to go and do the same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, because he had hoped to organise a ride from Glasgow up to Cape Wrath, which is called Anturas Moor. And we'd looked at 
doing it on e-bikes to try and demonstrate to to people how it is possible yeah, on an e-bike. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool that you've come along with an e-bike, isn't it, Johan? Yeah. How yeah. are you finding it? Uh, it's good. It's good to do something different. I'm just riding just my regular bike. Yeah. Because I don't. I also don't do that much bike packing. I've only done it a couple of times with my dad. Yeah. But it's, and I've never done it with anybody, anybody else. So how's the um, how you find it compared to riding the normal bike then? It's good. It's it's quite fun to. It makes hills more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> and you've, it's not a bad one you've got there. It seems to be light enough you can kind of pedal it on the flat and switch the battery off and save the save the power a bit. Yeah, I was surprised by how well it does yeah. without the battery. So if I do ever run out of run out of charge, yeah. won't be stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, still like like riding a heavy bike rather than an impossible bike. Yeah. These journeys with the e-bikes, like another one last summer just have to slightly think outside the box and I don't know if possibly even the restrictions with the pandemic have have made that more sort of in your forward thinking but there was a there was a circular route I wanted to do with Al and we couldn't figure out how to charge the bikes it was going from a sort of content up north and then through Stathby to Al to Ardguy and then back through the hill and then back round to Alness, Dingwall and Round. Couldn't work out how to do charging or thinking about oh could someone drive in with a another battery or a camper van. And then all we did was we just turned the route around and we stopped at a friend's halfway round, camped in his garden safely and charged the bike there. But I remember you and Ian talking about something like that, Laura. Did you not do that with a route? Where you actually made your house part of the loop? Yeah. Oh yeah, to let yourself kind of charge and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we have to carry half the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it you did? Was it the Garden loop or something? Yeah, well, we've done a few things like that. We've um, driven round to the Lynn of Dee uh, then we've jogged back through the Larigrew home and then grabbed the bikes and then cycled back to the car. So we've done things like that. Or my brother and I did a coast to coast and we stayed one that we, we started over near Noidart. We stayed a night in Fort Augustus, then home, then a night in Ballater and then to the end and got the train back. So yeah, oh, it's yeah. a nice way to plan things, isn't it? Yeah. Does it feel weird so going home <laughs> part with your trip? I suppose there's always the risk that you get too comfy and you don't want to head back out again. I, I did that on, on La Jog three three days before the end and got back having not been at home for two and a half weeks that and seen the, been... the two kids at the time oh, and then having to leave the next morning and kind of explain to very young kids why you're going again oh, when my. you've not been there for weeks. Yeah. But you know, you're that close to the end by that point, you, you know, you're quite focused and in the zone for what you're doing. So. Well, these journeys are great, though, aren't they? I mean, just even little kind of two days like this, just great. Even in the planning, I find <laughs> just yeah. that, that enjoyment you get of planning the logistics and how you're going to 
tie yeah. it all together. And just being self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. It's just there's just something so lovely about setting off with everything you need for an overnight or a few overnights. Uh -huh. And everything's reduced down to what you've got in your bag, that's it. Yeah. Or or if you find a burger on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's a really good way to put money back into communities too. Definitely, yeah. You know, but then we're really lucky, aren't we? We can afford that. That's the, that's the thing. But yeah. I think that's what's good about this route, though. You don't need a particular bike for it, do you? No, I mean, arguably you could you do could, it on just about anything. You could do it on a hybrid, really, couldn't you? Yeah, I don't know if you could do it on a chopper. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fun finding out. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's pretty it's pretty attainable for most people who could exercise for most of the day. So what what do we have from here distance wise again? I know I should We've kind done of know this, twi but... 23 miles on my watch so far. So we got so 30, 30 go. yeah. Okay. And you keep telling us it's all downhill, so from the actual bit. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm gonna go and get my scream now. <laughs> okay, so we're on the second day of this uh, Murray Ways ride now. Heading up the Dava Way in glorious sunshine. So we've left forest behind a few miles ago and uh, it's uh, for the most part a nice gentle climb up here. Um, we stayed the night at the campsite in Lossiemouth last night. Had a good night's sleep there and uh, been along the coast to Findhorn where we stopped at cafe for a very, well, late breakfast, early lunch, and uh, making our way back over to Granton where it all started yesterday. It's been pretty, uh, pretty amazing couple of days, really. I know, <laughs> Just yeah. weather and everything set up nicely. Yeah. I do like how dreary it is, too. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's lovely going through these trees and on but almost at the point where you've just about had enough it'll clear anyway mm -hmm. yeah and you've had all that coastal stuff in the morning like a little bit that. sand and stone along there this morning was amazing oh, it's glorious wasn't it Aye. and then you were talking yesterday about the difference between the granton end where you're kind of in the in the hills and then you go over and just opens up and you can yeah, see lots of yeah that's right yeah and there's a few hills about, but it's not, apart from those couple of steep ones yesterday, they're short-lived, and it's all fairly achievable, isn't it? This is a fairly gradual pull back to yeah. the village. Yeah, it's a really nice route, this drive away, and they've done a lot of work on it to yep. get it up to this standard. Yes. Well, it's obviously popular, the number yeah. of people saw going past. Eh? That's right, we've seen quite a few people walking and biking. A couple of families as well, so it's kind of, you know, it's getting to that sort of level where people can do it with kids. And... Yeah, I think when Laura and I did it, we did something daft, like set off at two in the afternoon. 
and get into thin turn at 10. Oof. It was full on. Yeah. A bit of a blur. It was a different experience. It was still a lot of fun, but yeah. this has been so much more relaxed. Yeah. Oh, it's been nice, nice pace, nice I think so. stopping and enjoying the cafe yeah. stops and ice creams. <laughs> yeah. Has it s achieved what you kind of set out to achieve by arranging it? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Good. Right. Excellent. It's up, isn't it? It's up to up to the dollar now, yeah. about our Murray Way ride, take a look at the Active Outdoors website where you can read both features, one for each day of the route. That's just about all for this episode. I'd like to thank everyone who took part in the ride. Jim and Johan Sutherland, Sarah Williamson, Laura McCauley and Al who joined us briefly on the first day and Kirsten Gilmore from the Bothy Bakery in Grandon. Coming up over the next few weeks in our regular Active Outdoors features, we've got a bit of a Munro fest. Jenny Gillis is in the Cairngorms first and I'll be following that up with a couple of superb hill walking days of my own. Pick up your regular Highland News and Media newspaper from across the north of Scotland or keep up with our, our adventures online at hnmedia.co.uk forward slash Active Outdoors. Thanks for listening and I hope you've enjoyed this latest episode of the Active Outdoors podcast. Subscribe on your regular platform to keep up to date with future episodes and please share far and wide. Until next time, enjoy yourselves out there.